Welcome to Funeral Potatoes for the Singles Ward. Tune in to today's taboo topic with Kaylee and Tracy. All right. Well, welcome to today's episode. I guess we'll do our corrections corner. Okay. Welcome, everyone. Before we dive into the awesome segments of our episode today which is going to be absurd you're gonna love it um we want to do a quick corrections corner i've got two things from last week all right so first off was nest um the production company connections with book of mormon videos swan princess disney what was there so i finally found it it's a little confusing to me but wikipedia did help a little bit so Richard Rich, the film director, founded the Crest Animation Productions in 1986. He had worked at Disney and he ended up hiring mostly former Disney employees. So around that time as well, Rich was contacted by Jared F. Brown to produce half-hour animated videos based on audio cassettes of the Book of Mormon for his living scriptures firm. So yes, that did happen. They consequently expanded also to like educational animated Christian and historical videos for children through a sister company, Family Entertainment Network. Hmm. So a little bit more information about this. So in 1993, his rich animation studios was acquired by Nest Entertainment then. So, and they were working in, I think, West Valley City, Utah. So then in 1994, they produced Swan Princess. Somehow, apparently, it was a disappointment in theaters. I don't know how that was possible. It's got, like, one of the best lines, like, ever. She's beautiful. What else is there? What else is there? I love Swan Princess, guys. (laughs) Okay. I mean, and they still did, like, two sequels, even though it didn't do very well. But moving on. They also did The King and I for Warner Brothers. Um, That did terribly. It was an animated version um, based on Rogers and Hammerstein's. Uh, musical. So that forced Nest Family Entertainment to sell Crest Animation, which was then renamed to Rich Crest Animation Studios. And then they made Bible videos for Nest until 2005. Oh, okay. So final answer, Swan Princess and Book of Mormon videos were made by the same company, by people who had previously worked at Disney, but actually did not have like any professional business relationship with Disney. So that makes more sense now. Okay. And then... So the truth about sodas. Okay, I was right. I just didn't know what I was saying. So from Google, it says French soda and Italian soda are basically the same thing. Italian soda is simply sparkling water with flavored syrup and ice. Here, you know, like with all the different soda companies, like they don't just use sparkling water. They'll use different carbonated drinks and sodas. Then French soda, which is also called Italian cream soda. So that's why, like, we just call everything Italian sodas these days instead of French. That is the same. So sparkling water or carbonated base with flavored syrup and ice. But it does have the addition of half and half. But, like, with these swig and so delicious places, they will change that to any kind of cream base, essentially. Okay. So they get a bit looser with the terms. But yeah, so basically if it does have a cream in it, though, then it technically would be an Italian cream soda or like a French soda. A soda with 
cream still sounds disgusting to me, but that's just me, and I haven't actually tried a soda with cream in it. You want to come to Utah? Come to Utah. I will take you to every soda place there is, and we can judge them I don't really want to go to Utah. Um, (laughs) I'll be honest with you. It doesn't have the allure that it once did um, for a young Tracy. It did? Yeah. Oh, my God. I mean, the allure wasn't like, I'm going to go to BYU. It was really like, I'm going to come home from my mission and move to Utah and go teach at the MTC with all of my friends from my MTC district, and we're going to have fun. And thank God that never happened. Pretty hard. Thank the Lord that never happened. All right. Good to know. Yeah. (laughs) So uh, good times. Cool. Um, But yeah. We are thrilled to be new members of the Dialogue Podcast Network. For those of you who are unfamiliar with Dialogue, Dialogue is a collective of independent and interesting podcasts who promote thoughtful, respectful, and engaging inquiry and discussion into all aspects of the LDS tradition, thought, arts, and culture. You can support our podcast and others in the network by subscribing at dialoguejournal.com. Subscribers receive special benefits like ad-free episodes and bonus content. You can learn more at dialoguejournal.com. So check it out. We have a fun, chaotic activity planned for today. Kaylee and I have been scheming about this for a solid week. We actually did, I think, more work on this episode than we have on any other episodes that we've done in the past, which is really embarrassing and I shouldn't be admitting it, but I'm also very proud of what we've come up with. (laughs) And I don't even know what Kaylee's come up with. So like, I'm just really proud of the ideas that made hours, hours have been put into this and it's so embarrassing and so funny all at once. We are doing something that we never thought we would do. Back in October of 2021, there was this post that circulated through social media where a guy who was supposedly based in Salt Lake City, Utah, and his wife posted on their Facebook that he wanted to create an LDS version of Disneyland. And the comments of other attractions, restaurants, and meet and greet opportunities that people suggested, including, were just way too hilarious for our niche Mormon humor. And so reading this post, we were not only entertained because, I mean, something like this already kind of exists in Orlando, Florida called the Holy Land Experience. Um, It's a Bible theme park where you literally walk through like the biggest stories and scenes of the Bible. And there's a show where like Jesus gets crucified and resurrected like three times a day. So like it already exists kind of, but we were inspired to come up with our own LDS versions of Disneyland and see if we could come up with something better than what this guy came up with. And we have some special guests to join us and judge us and give us feedback on these um, park ideas that we've come up with. So thank you for joining us, friends, Matt and Taryn. Welcome. Hello. Howdy. All right. So we did invite you guys, um, not just because you're our friends, but because you guys do have some experience with amusement parks and you know, being LDS and everything. So we wanted to like make sure we had like some interesting perspective and everything. So we're excited for you guys to chime in whenever, however you want to. And it's, it's going to be great. Let's then dive in. Okay. So what was the dude's ideas? So we don't really know too much about this guy. We're going to call him Eric. So we're going to share what he said essentially before we get into our own stuff. So he went on to say, I felt impressed to publicly let the cat out of the bag. Earlier today, I asked just for fun, what you think an LDS version of Disneyland might have in it. 
Here's why. My wife and I are working on a major long-term project, and you can help. We will be building a scripture-based amusement park in Salt Lake City with the intention of bringing sacred texts to life. Think of an LDS version of Disneyland. There will be inspiration drawn from the Disney parks. Read on for details. There will be a lands representing the following. Israel for Old Testament, Jerusalem for the New Testament, Zarahemla for the Book of Mormon, another testament of Jesus Christ, Pioneerland, Modern Day, and Primary Land. Going on, Israel will include a full-scale replica of Noah's Ark, similar to apparently they have one in Kansas. It will have a creation ride, similar to a flight of passage at Disney's Animal Kingdom. It'll even have an Exodus ride, similar to Indiana Jones at Disneyland and more. All right, going on to Jerusalem, that is going to have a museum. It's going to have a boat ride that depicts several scenes from the life of Jesus, similar to the storybook Land Canal Boats in Disneyland. It's going to have nativity reenactments as well during the holiday season, because you got to have those. On to Zarahemla. That will include a live reenactment of Samuel the Lamanite on the wall, a dark ride depicting Lehi's dream of the Tree of Life, a log flume ride depicting Nephi's journey to the Promised Land, similar to Splash Mountain. It's going to have an underwater ride depicting the Jaredite barges, similar to the submarine ride at Disneyland, and live reenactments of the Savior in America from 3rd Nephi. Getting some feels here. Moving on to Pioneerland, that is going to feature homes and artifacts from the early days of the church and a runaway handcart ride, similar to Big Thunder Mountain Railroad at Disney. Modern Day will feature a large replica of the San Diego Temple. It's going to be like similar to the Sleeping Beauty Castle. It's going to have a ride similar to Disney's Soren ride called Soren Over Temples. It'll also have an attraction similar to the Hall of Presidents called the Hall of Prophets. It's going to have dark rides depicting missionary lessons, including the restoration and the plan of salvation, and even have a restaurant called the Cultural Hall, built with basketball hoops and where people will get to enjoy family-style meals that include funeral potatoes, green jello, and all the vixens. There will also be a simulation ride called Ministering Mayhem, similar to Star Tours. Think of a really silly ministering appointment gone wrong. It will also have an ice cream and soda shop called Eight Cow Creamery and more. Last one, if you guys are not dead yet, <laughs> Primaryland, the last one, but definitely not the least. It will feature a water boat ride called Primary Children Around the World, similar to It's a Small World. It's going to have a dark ride that depicts scenes from the song Saturday is a Special Day, a food stand that's shaped like an apricot tree that sells various flavors of popcorn, including apricot flavored, of course, along with a seasonal snow cone stand called Once Upon a Snowman. So the man goes on to ask for patience while making this project because the projected date of completion is Mother's Day 2035. He says that they also need investors, sponsors, encouragement, ideas, and people who actually know how to make all this come to fruition, like engineers and architects. So basically, you've got an idea and like nothing else to it. But it is quite a few ideas. Okay, I need Taryn's reaction right now because his facial expressions the entire time have been killing me. Go ahead, Taryn. I, I, need, I need to know, was he, is this satire? I need to know. He's not serious, right? I really do feel like he's serious. Because it's giving Angel TV the whole thing vibes. I'm like, oh no. 
there's like there's not mm-hmm. going to be anybody of color in the rooms where this is going to happen this is going to be like hamilton the whole aaron burr like the whole being in the room where it happens song but instead it's just like actual people of color actual people from south america actual jews being like listen to the room so you, we can make sure this does not go badly because immediately as soon as you said israel and exodus ride i'm like oh oh dear <laughs> My whites were in the room where it happened. The room where it happened. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, there is definitely yeah. a lot to be concerned about if it is real or what. Um, the whole thing feels like the guy went to Disneyland once, saw these rides, and then like, I don't know, it's just, it's just all very like one-to-one. Like, oh, there's this ride at Disneyland. How can I make it Mormon? Like vaguely, vaguely Mormon. The only part I do like is the food because I love like funeral potatoes. Mm-hmm. I'm always down for more funeral potato places. More green jello. Yeah. I'm always a fan of that. Other than that, though. <laughs> yeah, the primary land sounded really cute. And I'm like, oh, that sounds adorable. The food sounds good. But everything else was just like, how are we going to make something that is going to both be extremely a Disney ripoff, but also offend everyone? Just everyone. More than the Bible lands already do. More than the Holy Bible land does in Florida. How are we going to offend everyone? But then it's again, it's like Matt said, it's that whole confidence of just like a return Mormon dude from Utah going to his mission, trying the food and being like coming back to the US and like, you know what I could do? I can make a whole entire restaurant trade around this one thing. Super strong white man energy. <laughs> exactly. Super strong white man energy, mm-hmm. colonizing everything. Just super strong white just, man energy. Like, where would you put this in Salt Lake too? Like, where? What room? Everything is overcrowded in Salt Lake City. Can't right. put it in Farmington because you already got Lagoon and that's already has mostly US eyeing us weirdly, especially because of our the zoo up there. That's really not the zoo. It should have been shut down years ago. Where are you going to get the room, sir? Draper? So one of the things I was considering because I did start thinking about like trying to find like a placement of like where this would go because it does seem like it would be most appropriate to be in Utah. That's where like if you're going to put a Mormon thing anywhere, it's going to be in Utah. And ultimately, I just like I couldn't place it anywhere because I'm like, it doesn't it can't be like where there's already property and it can't be where we're already protecting land, whether for preservation, conservation or, you know, if it like need or for the land that does need to go back to the indigenous people who need to have their land back and everything. So I'm like, I just it was, it was a cop out. I understand. But also, I just did not want to like put it anywhere in particular. So it doesn't belong anywhere. But like, yeah. There's a lot of concerns about doing something like this on like every plane. So yeah, it just is like someone who's like worked on some theme park projects. Mm-hmm. This is not how theme park projects get made. Just throwing that out there, like 100. percent Like yeah. it is not how it's got made. Like oh, I have this idea. Let, let me just go put it out on the internet and see who can, who can find to do it for me. Like we're gonna crowdfund it and we're gonna find people that are like smart enough to make this happen because we know that you at least need like a legal team and engineers and architects but beyond that what what could you possibly need to make a theme park i'm sure you haven't thought about all the facilities that are needed all the plumbing all the you know there's so much more infrastructure to it than yeah like i said total white man energy and now i also just have to wonder what his views of how his views have changed since everything with DeSantis and Fox News with how conservatives are smearing Disney. I just need to know his Facebook and just check and see like, does he still want us to look like Disney or is he still like even more serious and be like, we need to save the children. We need to create a place for the children. 
I bet he's doubling down now and being like, now is the time for us to have our Mormon version of Disneyland so that way we can keep Mm. out the pedophiles and the rapists from our park and only back it by GOP people who are really good to people. No woke people here. None. (laughs) None whatsoever. The only rainbows here are the ones on our rides and about God destroying everything. Because that makes people feel loved. I'm also, I'm struggling like the whole under the sea ride with about the Jaredite barges. Because like, what would you watch? What would you see? Just barges? No. There's just, just no, a really just, dark, just a dark really thing dark. that shakes. That's all it is. So and I, everyone's got a little bit of waterfalls in and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> you get wet once in a while and you, you have no idea where it's coming from. You hear a whale every once in a while in the distance. <laughs> <laughs> this is like, <laughs> and then nothing else. And it lasts is like there, two days. Like, it's like a two hour long ride. You're just sitting there. <laughs> that's like a key point of the whole Jaredite barges is they're tight like a drum. You can't see, there's no wind. Like he is mis- <laughs> he misappoints him so much too. Like who wants to watch Samuel the Lamanite getting, trying to be killed by people for a week? Like that okay. doesn't sound like fun. But hear me out for Samuel the Lamanite though. This is my idea with that. It's like, we got to turn it into like one of his like sideshow games where people try to throw rocks at Samuel the Lamanite. And remember that the house always wins. So you can never actually hit him. So it's accurate to the story, right? But if you do hit him, you get a prize. That'll never happen because it's rigged. I'm just saying there might be something yeah. there. <laughs> yes, I love that. But that also feels even more sacrilegious than having oh, yeah. no, it's, the whole it's Christ, Christ meeting with the children part. Like as soon as you said that, I'm like, no, 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 no. That is oh. not for Gentile eyes. That is not for pay. That is something new. That's a whole, oh. if I, ever there's a pearl before swine, that's one of those things. Also, Holy Land actually closed up here. I don't know if you knew about that. It's getting turned into a hospital now. now. Yeah, I don't know. Bought it. R.I.P. <laughs> Holy Land experience. Pour one out for the Holy Land. Never. Gone too Bring soon. on the Book of Mormon experience. Coming soon. <laughs> now that we're on that now. track, let's get into it. This we're ready to be sacrilegious is... and crazy. Yes. I'm so excited. So I have a 39-page PowerPoint for us to explore. And I will move as quickly as I can. So here it is, Deseret Peak, the ultimate LDS amusement park. Super great. It is a place for active and inactive and everyone else who wants to rest, reinvigorate themselves and have fun. It is made for people of all ages, of any faith. You can learn, you can get wet, you can complete living ordinances and do so much more. So firstly, we do have two hotels right on the outskirts of the park. Okay, so right outside the park is the 12 Brothers. So this is a 14-story and 12-sided building. The ground is for guest services and everything with like a movie theater and pool. And then the top floor is for traveling church leaders, though it can be used for giveaways to attract consumers. The floors in between are named for the 12 tribes of Israel. There is a terrace also on the top um, that can be opened for like good weather holidays. It can be used for family photos and private events. So this hotel will ultimately take you right into the park. So it's very nice and handy. Um, You can even like take this all the way back to Pioneerland. There is one of those in a handcart. So also, as I do dive in, please note, I did not refer to Eric's notes at all during this. I just remembered that we were going to be doing this and then I got started. So, I mean, I read his post like forever ago, but not recently. Um, then out, right outside the park next to the 12 Brothers is the Hona Hostel, for, short for Lee and Hona. Um, and so these are like large tents that you can borrow and rent out and everything, which are fun. It's going to be a little cheaper, of course, and just keeps you close to the grounds, which is nice. Then we do have a parking lot that is split into 15 sections for the names of the Book of Mormon. So you always know where your place. But thankfully, they're all the same size. Alma's not like twice as big as the others. 
There are discounts available for pass holders as well as 15 passenger vans and drivers with a current temple recommend. Half of all parking spaces are available under shade, including First Nephi, which is closest to the hotel, and all handicapped parking places as well also have plenty of shade. And then before you get into the park, you can go to the Great Spacious Gift Shop. <laughs> it is a luxury shopping adventure for those who don't actually want to go into the park or just need a quick distraction. It is five stories high, super regal looking, a lot of gold on it. The first floor is an LDS museum about like the restoration leading to popular LDS media today. Then there's three floors of shopping, one for toys, one for family history artifacts and everything, um, and information and things you can buy to get better at doing your family history. And then there's also a top floor viewing deck. Then leading into the front gates, you get a walk through the Sunstone's mouth. Thank That's you. horrifying. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I really have nightmares. And like like carnival like type vibes here. Like I want to get I got as crazy as possible. It's very legit. Um, it's very historic thank there. You. Thank like, you. Like it's it's very legitimate, gotta say. <laughs> I appreciate that. It's like a lot of early Mormonism terrifying when you look at it. <laughs> right? right. Thank you. So yeah, so you go through the census mouth. You okay, so you do get discounts for pass holders and anyone who can recite seven or more of the 13 articles of faith, you will get discounts. Also, for your ticket, you do get a wearable necklace. There's tech in it. I haven't developed it. I don't know anything about it, but it does exist in my park. So you can get on a metal or a leather cord. It's like reusable and everything. And it's got a B on it. Why? Because there's the mascot or whatever Mickey Mouse is. So we've got the queen bee, Evie. She's a bumblebee. She's a queen. She's got this. You can find her in every land. She wears her own honeycomb necklace as well. That's a stamp. So you can get a stamp by her in each park. It's a little bit different. You collect enough of those and then you can get your own free matching crown. Oh, and then she does help open the park in the mornings and does her own like little parade. So leading on into the main entry of the park is Mormon's Way because I'm not that creative. This is a welcoming entry lane inviting guests to stroll down the main street. These buildings are going to be designed after the areas in the world where there are the most populations or the most density of Mormons, such as North and South America and so on. And there's plenty of space to keep growing as the church continues to grow. So you lead on like with the United States and you get Mexico, you get Brazil, you get Philippines and Chile. So you can have, and there will be people from all those countries as well who are there to, you know, you can talk to them, you can meet them. There's going to be like fun shops and all sorts of things to like better understand how much the church really is global. It allows guests to explore, to wander, enjoy the scenery. It's the world of Mormons. You will have primary songs playing on the speakers and you can smell popcorn everywhere. Then there's a little missionary center. Enjoy a missionary center where you can learn about Christ, attend missionary lessons, and you can even rent missionary guides who will act as your VIP guides around the park. They'll join you on rides. They will help you get your meals and share your fun gospel facts. So they're higher people. They're not real missionaries serving in this capacity. You'll see the difference because they're going to wear polos and they, they won't go on the water rides with you guys. If you want a guide, if you want your own personal VIP guide, kind of like what you can do at the Disney parks and so on, then they'll help you cut the lines. They'll share with you fun facts and share with you like more information about what each ride kind of pertains to and stuff if you want to learn some fun facts. And then there's a petting zoo on the other side, right across from the missionary center on the other side of the park. It's a petting zoo. There are only sheep and lambs. But fun fact, on the weekends, Saturday, basically only, it's not open on Sundays, you know that, um, you can come an hour early and do yoga with the animals meditate with the lord and the lambs leading on at the end of main street and beyond the missionary center and petting zoo is a temple 
It is the Deseret Temple because you need to have a real one at the center. It does only live in ordinances. So it's technically like built up a floor. So like underneath is like gardens and stuff that everyone can be around. And I don't know how that works with consecrated land or anything, but we're going to say that it works. So anyone can enjoy the quiet underneath the temple and then they can go up and do living ordinances. And if you do that, you get 10% off in the park. Oh, also one thing to know, it does technically have a grid system within the park to make it easier to find each other. So there will be like posts along the way that like tells you exactly where you are. Um, so one's always within view, so you will not totally get lost. So anyways, moving on from the desert temple, you can journey to the tree of life. It is not a real tree. It is like the tree of life at Disney's Animal Kingdom. Um, you will be going down a narrow path, narrow and straight path with an iron rod that you can hold on to. Um, it's going to have like dark shrubbery all around it with like voices in the distance that like kind of sound a little spooky, but you're totally safe the whole time. So yeah, once you get there, it's going to look like a very cool tree. And then underneath it are picnic areas. So you can bring your own food or you can access the greenhouse that is right behind it and enjoy like fruit platters and stuff behind it. So you can have some like quiet and calm time with your family to play around in the field if your kids, you know, have a lot of energy and don't want to like, you don't want them running around everywhere or anything. So this has got instrumental music. It's a nice quieter area in the park, um, just beyond the temple for you guys to enjoy. And so that, and that is the only way using the iron rod to get back and forth. So you'll go straight back to the temple. And then moving on, we are going to get into the more other exciting areas of the park. And so we're going to start right off from the, to the right, if you're looking at a map down at it, to the right of the Tree of Life. Starting off with the Latter-day State. It's going to be the more modern aspect of the park and everything. It's meant to stay up to date with ongoing LDS trends, activities, and so on. Some of the rides are fast, such as they're going to be constantly updated. And it's kind of mostly meant for older kids. Think more Universal Studios than Disneyland. Oh, I removed that ride. Ignore Twilight. Okay, so we've got a few rides. <laughs> we've got the BYU Adventure. It's an immersive ride that takes you through the memorable locations of all three schools. Don't. <laughs> you can't um, tease us with something Twilight related and then just remove it like this. Kaylee, do you know I who forgot. we are? Kaylee. Okay, so originally, originally I was going to have just a haunted house based solely on Twilight. It'd mostly be a laughing experience for many of us. I understand that. But I was talked out of it, so I turned it into Eternity of Screams. Um, oh, wait, no, maybe never I, Never mind. I did I did keep it. Eternity of Screams. It's based on Twilight. Venture through the bare duds of New Mexico to the woods of Washington, knowing something is watching you. That's your teaser. Okay, yeah, I thought I did change it. Never mind. Yes. I was going to change it to the spirit it. world. And then I was like, that's not super visual. And I don't feel like everyone should be scared of the spirit world. Okay, so there's that. Back to the BYU adventure. You'll go to the gardens, BYU Creamery. You'll get a more, um, you'll end up in a library gift shop. And an, and as well as there's going to be an interactive game there where you can find out where you're going on a mission. There is also a magical maze that is interactive based on media created by LDS writers, such as Stephanie Myers again. There's going to have like Brandon Wolf stuff, a lot more creative creatures and everything who come to life while, you, while you're getting lost in there. But don't worry, as long as you choose the right, you will be fine. Two more, there is the temples around the world. So it's going to be a plane simulation journeying around the temples of the earth. You can go from Germany to Hong Kong, Florida to Brazil. There's also a sunbeam carousel themed with like little spotlights on each seat, shining down on like flying creatures like pegasi and doves and more. All right, then you do have a few shows and entertainment. You've got a Saturday's Warrior. You can enjoy a condensed version of the movie on a stage. 
then you also have everyday heroes where you'll be able to interact with people and skits from old LDS videos. So all those embarrassing things and funny things you watch in seminary, they're back. There is also a primary presentation, a children's choir performing cheerful music around the sunbeam carousel where you can, oh, look so cute when you need a break. Okay, so we've got for our food options. So one thing that's going to be consistent around the parks is delicious to taste. Yes, it does include the number two in it to be jazzy. Um, that is the park sweet stop with carbonated drinks. So super fancy, super chill. There will be a popcorn tree shack here for with flavor with different flavors of popcorn. There will be a stash and grab fast food service where servers will prep your food, kind of like storage meals, and like it's served in like cans and all those things. It looks like a cozy mom's like quilting basement. So super chill vibes. Um, and then there's also the food of wisdom restaurant. So that's vegan and vegetarian focused options in the restaurant serving healthy meals for all strictly to the letter obeying the word of wisdom. Do you have to run while you're in there too? Yes. <laughs> to follow everything. <laughs> yes. Moving on to the next park, we've got the promised plains. So this is mainly the book of Mormon themed. All right. So going on to the rides, we have the wars coaster. This is a racing roller coaster thing, dueling dragons that used to be in Universal Studios. Um, it's so it's loosely themed, but there's like you can see like a lot of weapons on there. Um, so you're joining the marching soldiers going into battle. There's no specification about what side, whether you're a Nephi Delamanite or anything. You're just diving into the wars. You're going on this fast-paced ride, and everyone wins at the end. Then you go to the Flying Angels. That is the child-friendly ride. You can fly in the clouds, slowly go up and down like Dumbo, and be an angel overlooking the world. There is also Haida Kolob. You can explore the galaxies in this space-centered adventure, imagining what the three kingdoms could possibly look like. So cool, cooler, and coolest, basically. And then bonus points if you spot Kolob. There's also the Beehive Whirligig. So that's that's our carnival ride where it's going to spin like crazy and you have to like cling to the walls and try not to fall over or puke. There's also the Treasure Hunt. Um, so that's going to be a slow-moving ride through various Christ-centered scenes of homes, villages, and churches, and more. You're going to see scenes, think very much the spaceship Earth, where you're going to be, like, going up and everything. And you're going to see scenes of, like, what Christ's life and how he's doing everything. Um, kind of a spiritual experience, hopefully. Okay, then, there. so there are, there's the Brass Theater that holds three movie theaters there. So there are large screens on here that are going to be perfect spots to wait out on puzzle weather, to learn, or to have fun. So the first video shows the scripture videos on a repeat. Second one um, plays the RM, but it does replace with video holiday videos for Easter, Pioneer Day, and Christmas. And then lastly, you get creationism videos. Okay, super cringy. Um, then also there is the Heelman's Army Showcase. I don't really have any meet and greets, and I really only try to do a few culturally appropriate shows. Um, but this one would be a family-friendly show of dancing soldiers showing off how to like use weapons that are going to be super harmless and so on. It's going to be like five to ten minutes, um, followed by a special demonstration where children are given their own play swords and invited to learn a few steps as well, kind of like Jedi training and everything. So super cute. Um, okay, then for food options in the Promised Plains, you do still have delicious to taste. You have the Traveler's Cafe where foods are simple and there are no utensils. You'll feel like you're traveling through the wilderness onto the Promised Land. Um, and then there's also the Fruits and Fields restaurant. That's going to be like a fancier version. It's going to be a la carte style with a lot of small dishes. That's all I've got for that. Um, also in this land, the Promised Plains, you can get the Wayfinder dessert at any location. It is a globe-shaped chocolate cake covered in gold flake and a creamy metal. 
moving on to the way of the omega this is basically based on the bible the, the testaments and everything we need an armageddon ride um you will climb into your jeep and enjoy a wild ride through the last days think et mixed with dinosaur um you can also enjoy joseph's escape for an added cost um, you can enjoy an escape room. You can either escape the pit with Joseph of Egypt. You can find the key to the stables with Joseph to get in so Mary can have baby Jesus. Or you can escape jail with Joseph Smith. Revelations Wild Ride. Enjoy this quick kooky ride that takes the up, down, left, right, and all over. Um, no mercy. Super wild. Super fun. Little jerky. We also have Isaiah's Dive. It's going to be an up and down coaster just sending you to the sky and then back to Earth for more fun. Then we've got two more. We've got the Miracles of the Master. It's a slow-moving adventures ride that goes on a little bit more into detail than the prior ride. Um, about mostly focused not just on his stories, but on um, the miracles that Jesus accomplished during his lifetime. And then there's the Wisest Path, which is where you can join the three wise men on their way to meet baby Jesus. Also there for shows and entertainment, you can enjoy the archery range. You can enjoy the Carpenter's Hero tale where you can um, watch Joseph on stage, Mary pops in, and they show you what it means to become, be a carpenter and what it would have been like for Jesus during that time to do so, um, to grow up with that um, as a potential career for him, essentially. You'd also have story time with Jesus's friends. You can hear stories about him from apostles and everyone that Jesus essentially knew during that time, including Thomas, Mary Magdalene, and more. And then there's also a David's story time. So you can enjoy a 15 minute show in the shade with about learning about David's stories, um, about Goliath, about Jonathan being king and so on. So thought that'd be a fun highlight. For food in that park, we've got the delicious taste. We've got nuts for heaven, decorated as if you're in an olive grove. So it's gonna be like nut focus treats and olive tr uh, focus treats along with a lot of manna. You've also got the bread of life restaurant. So every dish, does have a form of bread with it so but like with some like mediterranean vibes be so good you guys the favorite dish for everyone is the two fishes okay then moving on so now we're on to the other side of the park pass and above the petting zoo we go to the desert baptism zone because i couldn't think of a better name because you do need a water park and you can get in separately um there is a separate entrance if you just want to like go and enjoy the water park for a day so it does have a ton of rides, including the Weaving River. Um, that is a relaxing, lazy river all around with toy alligators and like the tube inner tubes look like baskets. It will play the Prince of Egypt soundtrack on repeat. We've also got the River Sidon. Those are four tall slides at, um, for you to choose from, east, south, and northwest. Um, they all have like slightly varied options like going down, but super simple, but a lot of fun. There's also the wet <laughs> The Red Wave is a wave pool for kids eight and up. It is lit up with red lights and it swifts down in the middle five times a day. So it's not for the faint of heart. We also have Jared's Waters. That is another enclosed. So it's an inner tube ride, but like when the tunnel is um, enclosed, so it's a little darker. And then you're like, so you're like going through the water, kind of like we've talked about. Um, and then so it's got like some holes, not holes. It's got like some lights in it. So you've got a little bit of light, but it's like basically dark and you're just enjoying the rest of water. So fun. Um, Nose Arc um, is a kid's play area with, obviously the large ship and the stage animals all, all around for them. So super fun. It's got a splash pad. It's got like some like little fountains for them to jump through. Super fun. We also have a pouch for fun. That is just like a huge, large waiting pool for people of all ages to enjoy. We have the Ramium fun dive. <laughs> it's just a tall water slide. That's it. 
That fun is so bad. There's also Haggard's Adventure. You can climb into the, so it's going to be like, um, it's like it's, it's, it's one of the bigger, like two rides with like, where you can fit in with a few other people and you just like go sliding down and everything. Yes, Tracy. Knew you go missing after getting on Haggard's <laughs> Adventure. Maybe. Yes. <laughs> Goodness. Okay. All right. Moving on to the food. Um, Jill, so there aren't any shows or entertainment in the water park. You're just there to enjoy the pool fun. So very nice. Um, you, but you do have for food options, you've got the delicious to chase. You've got blessed and mealtime with fun themed snacks for the family, along with like kebabs, vegetable trays and energy bars. Cause you'll need that if you're swimming a lot. And one of the main reasons why people will go there when they're not trying to not plan to get wet is to go to Nana's restaurant. They have the best funeral potatoes you will ever eat and surprise jello that you have to try at least once in your life. I'm not giving you any more information than that. Um, it is placed at the front of the water area, right? So you can just like go in and eat there and then leave if you don't want to get wet there. So that's that's the water park. Okay, so for the last land is Pioneerland because I did not get any more creative than this. Um, this land is full of fun, learning opportunities and more. So this does have... This certain area does have its own entrance and exit next to the hotels and everything. So this area actually does stay open for an extra 30 minutes to an hour every night. However, it is a sharp closing time or a mob will see you out. Yes. <laughs> yes. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> I, my, my favorite ride is the spirit of God. The fastest roller coaster in the park. You can get strapped in and help the pioneers speed up their hand carts before winter comes. With the spirit of God, anything is possible. <laughs> so everyone does go to Pioneer Land for that, and then they get caught up with everything else. Um, okay, then there is also Hezekiah and Hannah's handcart and hay rides. So you can enjoy riding in a handcart with horses around the land. Um, they only go like every 30 minutes or so um, because, you know, you have to take care of the horses. So you do have to sign up in advance. Um, and then you'll be joined by Hannah and Hezekiah, who will share exciting stories about their times and traveling through their newly retired wagons. Okay, for shows and entertainment, there is a Pioneer platform. And so they present a variety of three to five skits put on throughout the day by actors. So I pulled this very much from my time in Nauvoo. I went on a family trip like over 10 years ago. So they do some presentations. They do a lot of singing. They'll like, they put on like nightly shows and everything like with related skits and everything. So it's, it's fun. It's family friendly and so on. So this would be very much like that. They've got one about the quilting bee fiasco. Where did the river go profit? And the children sing along. They also have dispensational, dispensant, oh, supposed to be dispensational photos where you can get dressed up like pioneers and get family pictures taken because everyone likes to do those. Um, then you also have the fireside s'mores, which is why the park does stay open longer so that you can enjoy those, listen to stories, listen to some things about Kane, Bigfoot, and more, all the stories. There is also a daily presentation for the marching battalion. The pioneers are off. Uh, sent to do things um, and so they must be prepared and then they're going to go and then you can watch them like go around the land and march along with them while they're singing songs 
And then they also do a lot of like classes and programs on like free lessons and stuff. Some things you can pay for, some things you can like buy materials for and join them, or you can just like watch and learn. Um, so you can learn a lot about like the life of a pioneer. There's also a lot of like vibes for like uh, survivalist stuff and everything. These are all led by experts who know the work, showcase it, and can even sell their finished products afterward if applicable. So their classes will include like baking bread, preparing honey, churning butter, candle making, foraging, um, blacks, blacksmithing. I don't know if that's appropriate, the right term, um, smithing, metalworking, um, journaling as well, doll making and map making because all those things were useful at one time or another and they could be again. There are also kids activities where you can, there's going to be like a little pioneer village place where like you can like beat rugs if they need to get a lot of energy out. There's going to be a small playground made out of wood and like rolling hoops and making your own flags and stuff. So fun, wholesome, fun for the family. So for the food, there's a campfire cafe where you can enjoy food that you would be able to typically roast over a fire. There is delicious to the taste there, as well as the Saints Feast. All this comes from dehydrated food made specially for you. So it's all about how clever the cooks can get. <laughs> Two final things about the park. Okay, so shops, you guys wanted to know a bit about the shopping, I'm sure. So shop names include around the park, Pearl of Great Price, Your Last Might, The Handcart Company, Soldier's Base Camp, friendships and veiled blessings basic items might include like army kits like fun like little army kits um dehydrated food church books and materials you can definitely buy water themed things in the water park you can also buy lds items like byu merch church movies you can also get like ethically made like appropriate things like handcrafted sandals um temple ornaments miniature liahona compasses sheep toys and evie memorabilia as well um, there is family history like noted in a few areas, so you can definitely like, explore some of that. Um, take some time out of the sun, set up your family tree, do some DNA testing and more. You can also find out how many people you are related to within a walking distance because Mormonism. There are also a lot of games for sale, including an updated version of Celestial Pursuit, along with Book of Mormon Monopoly, Connect 12 Tribes instead of Connect 4, and more. And then for parades, so there are a few things. You do get blessings with King, Queen Evie. Um, you can join the busy bee helpers in the morning as they start at the front of the park and then dance and sing as they go their way through. You get arms for the Lord showcase. Watch Ammon's journey unfold before your eyes as he tends to the sheep and must protect them. Might be slightly graphic for younger children. I'm so glad you kept that. I am so glad you kept that. Oh my gosh. For some reason, my brain went to completely himbo mode of just like oh we get to watch him like flex I and mean, so, like take care of everything and be like <laughs> sure this uh, muscular like knee fight. i mean yes Ooh, you do get that oh. you do get that though you do so you're, you're gonna get like you're gonna get people dressed as cheap you're gonna have ammon like running around looking super hot in every way possible definitely um and then he's gonna be pretending to like cut arms and throw arms around also lastly there is rainbows of hope so this is a special parade that only comes on special occasions when the weather like has is improving after like rain, snow, whatever the typical weather might be. So they like set a sand and be like, okay, after it's rained this much, snow this much, we're going to do this parade. So this is about like Noah's Ark. So it's going to be led by a white dove and a crow. And then the ship follows with the land animals coming out. You can have Noah and his family. There will be one unicorn in there and then like, and then like a banner, a rainbow banner weaves through everything. Well, will there be people wearing rainbows and can be wearing, waving yes. rainbow flags 
and yes. sparkles and glitter. There will be, yes. That is exactly what I had in mind, yes. So basically a pride parade, but disguised as Rainbows of Hope. Okay, I'm a pride parade, but make it more. You got me. Yes, exactly that. I want to make sure I threw in a, a few minor things there. So yes, good catch, Taryn. It's especially fun if you've already like made your own flag in Pioneerland, and then you get yes. to go watch, and you get to wave it around when the show goes. So, and that's my park, you guys. I'm obsessed. <laughs> obsessed. I love it. So, so what? What when are we opening? Uh, as soon as I can find a good place for it to actually belong. If I could take over Disney World, Universal Studios, and the Holy Land, then I think we can make this work. So, if somebody wants to give me a call... You could take over SeaWorld and then take that area. Kind of start. Yeah, I I mean, I gotta start somewhere. So, there are points where I was like, I... Like if any, if there is any reason that I belong in Dale, or not in Dale, if there's any reason to send me to straight to straight, oh, straight to Spirit Prison when I die, it's gonna be this. I I gotta say it was a lot less. Um, I was expecting a little bit more. Uh, I mean, I did cut out a few <laughs> things, but I feel I still feel like I pressed it in a few areas. It's it would look funny simple. how yours is less like offensive than the actual Mormon dudes. Like this I mean, one, I can actually feel like a really lot wasn't... of Mo- yeah. Mormons would like completely, like completely missing a lot of the satire too. They would completely be like, "Oh my goodness, this is great! Where do we put our money? Where do I give my tithing money?" Like, no, <laughs> calm down. <laughs> great job, A plus, A plus work great. there. Very detailed, much much more thought out than uh, Eric's or whatever his name was. Yeah, not Eric has nothing. Disney, so. <laughs> not a complete Disney ripoff. So that's good. Yeah, he was just like, I've been here. I know I could do it better. You yep. actually put some thought into it and added puns. Like, Thank you. <laughs> puns the Mormons will get and be like, oh my gosh, she's one of them. Right? Remy on phone is definitely my favorite, though. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Mainly my proudest things are a spirit of God, which I just think is a hoot and a holler, as well as the haunted house, because you need to have a haunted house, but it's going to be like so stupid, but so funny, but like they'd still make it scary. Yeah. No, if I was in the haunted house, I know younger me, not current Taryn, but <laughs> young Taryn, who was actually obsessed with Twilight, would have been like, oh no, slowly running, be like, oh no. <laughs> Edward is chasing me. Something's gonna come out at me. I hope a strong werewolf doesn't come and get me. I'm tripped. Young Taryn was also deeply in the closet, so I don't know how. Well, You'd be thinking he probably would do. Yeah. He would have done it on accident, but then on subconsciously, he was like, "Get me." I would have been right there with Jacob. you, Taryn. I would have been like, "Oh no, not Jacob! Anything but that." I saw the first couple movies at midnight premieres. I went to the midnight opening of like the third book and stuff so you're 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 with your people taryn um so we definitely have some like really good moments there would definitely be like one or two shirtless moments in the in the thing um but then there'd be also like scary moments where it's like a car is flying at your face and then you got someone pushing you into the next room kind of thing so it'd be good tracy we do need to get to your land please share with us okay I hope you all are ready because it's going to be very offensive and um, very sacrilegious. So be ready. Um, Okay. So I wanted to start out by saying 
a few things. So first, this is just an aerial view of like the park. I really had the idea of having it kind of hard to access. I wanted it to Uh have like a parking structure, kind of like the transportation ticket terminal, and then have the different parking zones named after the degrees of glory. So there's outer darkness as like the furthest place away from everything. And then like the celestial terrestrial and then three sections of the celestial kingdom, because you know, that sort of fit. Um, And you have to take a boat to like get to the park. I just thought it would be more fun to have that sort of challenge aspect involved. And then there's an on-site hotel as well, which I'm going to go into first because I think I put more thought into the hotel than I did the actual theme park. So let's get into it. All right. So my on-site hotel is called the Campground. It is a combination of Fort Wilderness meets the Wilderness Lodge. So imagine that kind of vibe in your head as you get into it. There are three specific towers for this hotel. Um, The main one is the main building, which has the lobby, a restaurant, a gift shop, and non-themed rooms. So it has rooms available that are not themed. What are the themes you may be asking? Well, let me tell you what the themes are. So the left side tower is called Scout Camp, and it is themed after the Boy Scouts of America. So in the Boy Scouts of America side... It is rustic cabin styled rooms with Boy Scouts of America decorations. So think like lots of khaki and army green bedding. Um, The headboard is made to look like a Cub Scout uniform shirt with like the sash thing with all the badges on it that goes across it. The walls are generally like a beige colored, but it has artwork of nature and scout badges and like scouts through history all over the place. Um, The rollaway beds for each room are just cots. And then the mini fridge is stocked with things like Tang, Boy Scout popcorn, and canteens. On the other side, the right tower is Girls Camp. So the Girls Camp side is also themed like rustic cabin style rooms, but they're a little bit more elevated because, you know, Girls Camp is always a lot more (laughs) put together than Boys Camp. The floors are themed to different girls camp themes like be your own kind of beautiful and your divine identity or ye are a light on the hill, that sort of thing. So it just, it just gets worse the deeper you go. So we keep the cabin style, but the decorations are brighter. They're more colorful and each room has artwork of either inspirational quotes or temples everywhere because, you know, we're only about the inspirational quotes or getting to the temple in Young Women's. Also, every room has something that is the color of every single Young Women value. So there has to be like a faith, divine nature, individual earth knowledge. Yeah, all of those colors have to be represented in the room somehow. The mini fridge has like candy bars with inspirational quotes on them. Okay, the main building, because we've talked about it being non-themed. So the upper floors contain non-themed rooms, which are still like a rustic cabin style, but they have no theme. So there's just like generic mountain cabin vibes and decorations with like plaid, flannel, nature artworks, just like regular stuff. The restaurant inside the hotel is called the Mess Hall, and it's a buffet set up kind of like Boma, except it has barbecue and traditional like American foods with like a s'mores bar and that sort of thing. And then the gift shop is like, you know, your normal average hotel gift shop. But there's also a small section with things that would be in like a camp store, like 
when you go to girls camp or like scout camp, you know how there's that like one, the like the camp store that has like crappy penny gifts and candies and rubber balls and stuff like that. So it has a little section like that. You may have noticed there's a red flag on the front lawn. Um, That's because every day there's a flag raising and retiring ceremony at sunrise and sunset in front of the main building. (laughs) And then behind it, where you see the swimming pool, there's just like a regular swimming pool. There's nothing fancy about it. It's just a swimming pool. Behind that, there is a campfire and stage show area. It's in the center of the courtyard. There's this big area where a nightly variety show occurs. In terms of like the way it looks or the area, think of like the Chippendale campfire area at the Fort Wilderness campsite place. But every night you can make s'mores while there's a camp variety show going on where performers pretend to be campers and are performing to win a prize at camp. And because they're all competing, things go sideways, like in the movie Showgirls, where people are sabotaging performances, the electricity goes out, they have to do acoustic performances, or by the light of the campfire, hilarity and incredible music ensues. And during the day, the area is open for camp games or kids' camp activities. Okay, off to the left side of the courtyard is a big pavilion that houses picnic tables and arts and crafts. During the day, kids camp or camp games can happen there as well, specifically like arts and crafts or team building activities. And then to the right side of the courtyard is an archery range. You have to make an appointment ahead of time to be able to play, keep it organized. Each slot begins with archery instruction and safety lessons, and then you can shoot for an hour and then you're kicked out and the next group can come in. Not pictured in this, um, this area is on a waterfront with canoes and kayaks available for rent at the edge of the courtyard. So you can canoe and kayak your way around the lagoon. Um, And you also have to take a boat to get from the hotel to the park. So it's all boats. You don't have to like paddle your own boat. Like there's a, there's like a ferry, but like you have to take a boat to get to the park, no matter what. Let's get into the park now. Okay. I did not go in depth like Kaylee did. And I kept the themes of most of his lands because I thought it just worked out for me. So we're going to start in entrance. I've called entrance area the world in which we live because I thought a good temple joke might be fun. Starting out in the world in which we live, this theme is where everything is modern. You're surrounded by shops and 2020-esque type visuals. And there's a fountain at the center of the hub that has Latter-day Prophets surrounding it as like statues. (laughs) It's just a really big fountain. (laughs) It's not really a centerpiece. It's just at the end of the road. So the road leading up to the fountain is an entire row of MLM stores like LuLaRoe, doTERRA, LipSense, Stanley Drinkware, and more just line the streets. And you get a 10% discount in each store if you sign up to be a salesperson on the spot. Additionally, there's a Swig and Crumble Cookies combo store in the dead center of the park, so everyone knows where to get their fix. Also in this area is what I call the Steak Center, S-T-E-A-K Center. It is a steakhouse that provides the steak you always wish was available at steak conference. Funeral potatoes available as a side as well. 
Next to the stake center is what I call the Relief Society. It is a day spa that provides all of your favorite services like massages, facials, Botox, lip fillers, microblading, eyelash extensions, and more. <laughs> and then across from that is the Cultural Hall. It's a sports complex that's available with volleyball and basketball courts, a rock climbing wall, and ping pong tables. So there's something in this area for everyone. You may notice in this area, there is also, I can't really zoom in on it, but a black square with like a hazard symbol in it. This is my crowning jewel in this park. It is called Outer Darkness. It has an MLM facade and it sells really crappy things that no one would ever want. So the employees are instructed to wander around the store and listen to guests. They are specifically listening to guests who will say the secret password. The secret password is once a guest says that secret password, the employee can tap them on the shoulder and say, you've been accepted. You may join the secret club. Then they take them to a speakeasy type door, which opens up into a Club 33 type location that has alcohol, coffee, tea, and a drag show. Now, I need to make this distinction. Guests shouldn't be going up to employees and just yelling in their faces. They should be like casually overheard by employees and then the employees can let them in because it's supposed to be like secret combination themed. So like we want to have the whole secret combination vibe. So like you're not just going to go up to someone and say you're going to like say it in a conversation and then someone's going to be like you may enter wink wink and then take them you know to the corner. So it's my favorite thing about this park. And then the last thing in the entrance or the world in which we live is that heartbreak symbol. It is called the Singles Ward Uproar. It is a simulator choose-your-own ending ride that takes you through the chaos of navigating a singles ward. You get on, you pick an outfit for church, you introduce yourself to a stranger, you make a friend, get invited to an activity, flirt with a guy that's already in a relationship, avoid a calling from a bishop, run away from the older single dude who shouldn't be in the ward anymore, you dodge hugs from that one guy or that one girl, and you know what? No matter what you choose, it always ends badly, meaning you graduate from the singles ward still single. No one can ever leave married, and it just laughs at you at the end, no matter what you choose. <laughs> so <laughs> that, that pretty much feel, wraps up. I feel up. attacked right now. <laughs> it feels very, like, personal here. Yeah. How dare you? So mean. But also good. <laughs> I mean, I'm talking from my own experience. I'm the oldest one in this group. So whatever. <laughs> okay. So that concludes the world in which we live. And now we're going to go to our left and we're going to go into Old Testament land. So Old Testament land, everything looks kind of like a desert stucco type of set. Um, I think like for aesthetics you could think of it like morocco and adventureland hybrid in terms of the vibe the attractions therein are the first one is the garden of eden it's a walkthrough attraction similar to the honey i shrunk the kids walkthrough attraction from mgm many moons ago um, so there's like a garden, there's animatronic animals scattered throughout that you can interact with. There's going to be basket weaving with leaves in there, the tree of life and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And it ends with you getting cast out, obviously, by cherubim and a flaming sword. It just, you have to. Another attraction is called Stone Tables. 
It's a Moses dark ride. That's kind of like pirates. So you're going through water um, the whole time and you're learning the story of Moses's birth, growing up with Pharaoh, plagues, fleeing Egypt, journey in the wilderness, seeing the golden calf, the 10 commandments and it ending in the promised land. But obviously Moses isn't there. So you'll probably see Moses die at some point. I haven't decided yet, but that's like the idea. Okay. The next ride is called David and Goliath. It is a slingshot ride where you are the stone inside David's slingshot (laughs) and you are getting launched up into the air to hit Goliath in the face. Okay. And then another attraction in this area. Remember, we're saying that we can get whatever we want in this park. So I have Old Testament Muppet Theater. And I mean the actual Muppets, not like fake Muppets. So we've got the real Muppets for this. So it is set inside a replica of Solomon's temple. The exterior looks like Solomon's temple and the interior has you go into like the inner part of the temple, like the Holy of Holies, um, that's been converted into a massive amphitheater with an elevated stage for the Muppets to perform on. It goes through multiple stories of the Old Testament and the Muppets recreating them. So there's two different shows that are, they're on staggered times. And I have a show schedule because I got oddly specific with that. So show A is 9, 10, 30, 12, 1, 30, 3, and 5 o'clock. <laughs> and you have the story of Abraham and Isaac led by Kermit and Robin. You have the Tower of Babel led by Bunsen and Beaker with an appearance by the Swedish chef once the languages have been confounded. You have Jonah and the whale led by Sam Eagle and Animal, who Animal is obviously going to be the whale. Like, it's just a given. Um, And then you have the story of Esther led by Miss Piggy. Show B is going to be 945, 1115, 1245, 215, 345, and 545. And you're going to have Noah and the Ark led by Fozzie, David and Goliath led by Gonzo, Rizzo, and Elisha heals Naaman, led by Statler and Waldorf. So that one's really just going to be them ragging on everyone, especially Naaman. Um, And then the story of Job, led by Rolf. And then the last attraction in the land is a stage show. It's an abbreviated speed through of Joseph and the amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat, because yes, that was necessary for me. Will there be a Donnie Osmond meet and greet as part of that? I mean, it won't be Donnie, but it'll be like Joseph and... The performers, yes. Okay, okay. I will have meet and greets in this park. It may be problematic, but I'm also thinking like anyone can play these characters. I'm not going for the Disney standard of everyone has to match and look the same. All right. So my meet and greets are Esther, Ruth and Naomi together, Deborah the Prophetess, Moses, Noah, Joseph and his brothers, David and Goliath. Goliath is going to be like a still walker, obviously. Um, Jonah and the whale. The whale is going to be like a one of those like headed figures, like a Mickey Mouse figure. Or it could be, you know, those costumes where it's like this animal's eating you. It could be Jonah on the top half and then like the whale is like eating him and only his head is left. Yes, I love That's that. <laughs> I love that. All right. Then we have Isaiah and then a trio Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego together. And then the last one is Daniel. So those are my meet and greets for that area. Um, And then I have a few restaurants and food items. So the first one is a food cart that's called the Mana Hut. Um, 
I'll be honest, I don't really know what mana is, so I'm going to say that it's like beef jerky, so they just sell beef jerky at this cart. <laughs> That's what I've always imagined mana is. I don't, I'm sorry. There's a restaurant called The Lion's Den, which is a restaurant inside a dark cave with lion animatronics everywhere, and it serves Mediterranean-type food. There's also a walk-up restaurant called The Golden Calf, which has all outdoor seating and it sells things like sliders, milkshakes and fries, that sort of stuff. And then the last thing that I have is the tree of life, which is a fruit cart that sells like fruit drinks and like maybe little like mini apple pies, that sort of thing. All right, let's move on to new Testament land. So new Testament land. I really liked the idea of having a large scale replica of Jerusalem, but I wanted to go a little further and have it complete with Roman soldiers that are randomly walking around and demanding payment of taxes to Caesar and interacting with guests looking for Jesus. Kind of like stormtroopers in Hollywood studios, but extra. Also in the center of this land, there are three crosses as an ever looming reminder that Jesus was crucified. And it makes people think that someone's going to get crucified, but it's never actually going to happen. It's just going to be there. I told you my park was really blasphemous. I'm sorry. Um, But I'm also not sorry. One of the attractions in this land is called the Signs of the Times. It's a dark ride like a dinosaur that takes you through all of Revelation and it will be terrifying. It will be scary. Like, very scary. Are you going to have biblically accurate angels? Not more yes. biblically accurate, but like mainstream Christian, these are unholy, eldritch beings that we can't comprehend. Yes. Not the Mormon whole. It's a pretty blonde-haired, blue-eyed, ripped man and old man in a cape. Yes, I want the terrifying, the things with like all the eyes. Yes, that will be all over that ride. It's going to be a scary ride. If you survive that ride... Maybe you'll be interested in a calmer ride called the Life of Christ, which is an omnimover type of ride that takes you through the life and miracles of Jesus Christ. So it starts at revelation of his birth with Mary and the angel, and then his birth in a manger, teaching as a child, gathering the 12, the miracles, the crucifixion, and the resurrection. Then there's the walking on water experience, which is like those surfing on cruise ship type of experiences, you know, where it's like sloped and there's water and you can get on a surfboard. Okay. So it'll be kind of like that, except instead of it being sloped, it's flat and the water is just rushing around you on the bottom. So it looks like you're walking on water. Technology will get there eventually, I'm sure. Um, And then I have a Gethsemane, which is just a quiet meditation relaxation station. It's really just gardens, benches, maybe some like sculpture and artwork for people to look at that sort of thing. And then, of course, this land has to have a stage show. So we are going to have an abbreviated speed through version of Jesus Christ Superstar. So really, my park is going to be like an Andrew Lloyd Webber musical, which I'm realizing now, but I'm okay with it. Other than the Roman soldiers randomly walking through the land, through the land, there should be no meet and greets. I think that would be a little too weird. Also, like, how would you cast Jesus? I don't know. I think that's too much for me. So restaurants and food carts, the first one is called Room at the Inn. It is the family-style dining establishment themed like the manger and the inn it was attached to. And it also serves a family meal. Think like a huge 
platter that like multiple people at a table can eat. And it's called the Last Supper. Um, There's also a food cart called Loaves and Fishes that sells just fish and chips all day. And then the last one is a cart called Mark of the Beast which sells sinfully good sweets and treats like churros, donuts with satanic symbols, and other novelty treats. (laughs) So that's New Testament land. (laughs) Now we're going to go into primary land, which I feel like is the other area of the park that I spent the most time on. Um, I'm really proud of primary land. It is the obligatory kid zone of the park. So there's lots of color, lots of play, lots of music, lots of energy and things for kids. So the main attraction, as you can see on the screen, is a gigantic beehive. This is a play area for kids that has multiple levels. So the bottom is a giant ball pit and there are tubes that you can crawl through all throughout the beehive. There's rope netting to climb up and roll around on. And there are slides going out of each level, like to the outside. There's also what I call the nursery, which is a splash pad with multiple bubble blowers spread throughout it. So obviously the bubbles have to be there if it's the nursery. There's also um, a section called activity days, which is carnival games with classic games like basketball shot, which I've called Boy Scout ball. A water gun tower thing, you know, the one where you like shoot a water gun and it makes something go up. It's called Jesus's Ascension. There's a ring toss game where you're throwing rings onto a wall of trees and it's called In the Leafy Treetops. There's also a bank a ball game, not like not ski ball, but the other one where there's like a board that has a bunch of holes in it and you roll a ball and you hope to get it into like a specific hole so that way you can get a big prize. I think it's called bank ball. Anyways, I'm calling it called to the swerve. And then the last one is a strongman game called degrees of glory. And it goes from outer darkness to celestial kingdom at the top. And of course, those like those dudes that are like, oh, I'm like strong, man, they're only going to get outer darkness. It's going to be rigged against them. Okay, so another attraction in this area is called Follow the Prophet. It's another Omnimover dark ride that takes you through each of the verses of Follow the Prophet. Your ride vehicle is a miniature temple. And as you go through each of the verses, you'll see a scene depicting something specific from that prophet, like Adam in the garden, Enoch in a floating city, Noah preaching in the rain, Abraham sacrificing Isaac, and so on and so on. Okay, then you have the primary land station, which is a train ride that goes around the entire park, but you can only access it from primary land. So if you want to go on the train, you have to get on at primary land and then get off at primary land. But the train will have a narration of every single land from the perspective of a primary child. So every time you get on the train, it's going to be like, each land has a different child narrating what happens in that land. So it could be like a kid that's like two being like, I don't know, stuff. Or like a really older kid that's like, okay, in Book of Mormon land, it's like this and like goes through the whole story. But it just depends on what kid you get. You never know. Also in primary land, there is, there are two shows, the sharing time show and the singing time show. They alternate every hour. So the singing time show is high energy primary songs to help kids get moving, grooving, 
with lots of audience participation to help wear the kids out with songs such as Do As I'm Doing, Head, Shoulders, Knees, and Toes, Hinges, Follow the Prophet, Popcorn Popping, Sunbeam Song, All the Jams. The Sharing Time Show is a primary story time show, kind of like Storytime with Belle, um, where there's a storyteller, I'm thinking like an over-the-top primary president, who reads a story with pieces that audience members can participate with. So like the things are under your chair, just like in sharing time. Once you reenact the story, which is like, could be Noah's Ark, the nativity, pioneers crossing the plains, et cetera, anything. It ends with the celebration parade. After each sharing time show, the performers and the audience get to lead the celebration parade around the land, which is like the birthday parade that I used to do in primary, where like, if it's your birthday, you get to march around the primary room and be like, it's my birthday while like a song plays. So to do something like this, anyone in the park that's celebrating something that day can join the parade behind the primary kids and the primary enthusiastic leader. There's going to be music, a giant birthday cake on wheels, dancers, and the kids, which follow a circular route around the ground. It's going to be a hoot. The restaurants in primary land are Sunbeams, which is a restaurant themed after the Sunbeam song. It's brightly colored. There's lots of natural light and a terrace that overlooks the singing time and sharing time stage. Um, It has all the kid food you could hope for, like grilled cheese, chicken fingers, butter, noodles, mac and cheese, french fries, etc. And then there's another restaurant called Family Night, which is themed after family home evenings, kind of like the 50s primetime cafe with individual kitchens set up. Um, But there are games on each of the shelves in the kitchen so that you can play those games during the meals. And the food there is like homey comfort food, like lasagna, funeral potatoes, casseroles, meatloaf, etc. And then the last thing in that area is the apricot tree. It's a cart selling popcorn, regular kettle, cheddar, or caramel popcorn, popcorn balls, because I can take an armful and make a treat, obviously has to be in there. So that wraps up primary land. All right, now we're going to go into Book of Mormon land. So I wanted Book of Mormon land to be more green and hilly terrain. Obviously, there's still a lot of like stucco and concrete buildings like in the Old and New Testament lands, but it can include some wooden structures since we know they worked with timbers in the Book of Mormon. Again, there's lots of greenery everywhere. It's not necessarily modeled after like Zarahemla because it could be multiple locations in the Book of Mormon. So it's just green, hilly, yes. The attractions in Book of Mormon land are the Jaredite barges. It is a large open water area, not with barges that are covered, but with bumper boats. So you start out in the queue line, hearing the story of the Jaredites and them fleeing to the promised land, how the brother of Jared made the boats. And now you get to captain your own boat as you get tossed around in the sea, bumping into other boats along the way. Then there's, in the center, the Ramiumpton, which is a large drop tower in the center of the land designed to look like the Ramiumpton. Every time you get close to the top, thunder claps, and it drops you to the bottom. And then you go back up, and then it drops you again. So it's a fun drop tower experience. There's also the Haunted Great and Spacious Building, which is a walk-through haunted house of the Great and Spacious Building, where people mock you, they pop out of dark corners, And it's like an HHN house, but it's set in Lehigh's dream of the great and spacious building. (laughs) Another attraction in there is called Escape to Zarahemla, 
The Q line takes you through the story of the importance of Zarahemla as a safe place or stronghold for the Nephites. As you progress through the Q, you're told about items that you'll need to find, which are like a find and tap, not a find and grab sort of thing. As you work your way through the route to escape the Lamanites, who you'll never see, you'll just hear them like coming in the distance. You'll be given a laser tag like vest and gloves, and you'll be able to scan the items whenever you find them. Then the doors will open to a maze slash scavenger hunt setup, kind of like Legends of the Hidden Temple from Nickelodeon in the 90s, if y'all remember that show. Um, and there's obstacles you have to go through, things to climb on, find, etc. If you don't find the items, like if you don't tap them, you'll be quote unquote captured which is really just your vest being deactivated for 60 seconds. And you have to like stand in place for that long and it'll honk or buzz every time you try to like walk forward and like cheat the system. So it'll be annoying. Then you'll be free to go. And if you make it through the challenges and find all of the items, then you're welcomed into Zarahemla safely and you get dumped into the gift shop, obviously. And the last attraction in Book of Mormon land is the Book of Mormon stories show with musical reenactments of Book of Mormon moments, like Nephi getting the plates, Enos praying, Abinadi and wicked King Noah, Alma the Younger and the Sons of Mosiah's conversion, Ammon and chopping off arms, Korahor, Captain Moroni, and Zarahemna getting like scalped, um, the 2000 stripling warriors, Samuel the Lamanite, Christ visiting America, and Moroni hiding the plates. Really, I just wanted an excuse for a lot of himbos to be dancing around doing like musical numbers. So yes, you're welcome. The meet and greets in this area. We are going to have a Nephi. We're going to have a Laman and Lemuel together, kind of like the ugly stepsisters. So they're just going to be like sassing everyone and making fun of them as they come to visit them. There's going to be an Ammon. There's going to be a Captain Roni. There's going to be an Abinadi. And once a day, there will be a visit by the three Nephites who will grant a surprise to one family in the park. And every single day, they're going to be dressed differently. So you're never going to know who they are. They're just going to show up and make a miracle happen during the day. The restaurants in Book of Mormon land are called Beasts of the Forest, which is a churrascaria restaurant, which is a real meat eater place that has like those skewers of meat that servers just like carve off for people. Its companion restaurant is called The Land Bountiful, which is a vegetarian plant-based restaurant that prides itself on veggies and fruits that they grow themselves. And then there's a food cart called Secret Combinations that sells desserts and sweet treats. And because the theme is Secret Combinations, if you say the code word, you unlock a secret menu with the cashier. And the code word is because Secret Combinations. All right, the last land is Pioneer Land. It is themed like all of the church history sites rolled into one. So there's random landmark facades like the Newell K. Whitney store, stuff from Nauvoo, and other things from all over the place. Kind of like a Liberty Square Frontierland hybrid in terms of the look, but with um, Mormon junk all over the place. There will be random pioneer characters walking around the land and interacting with the guests. They could be Mormons. They could be mobs. Who knows? Okay, attractions in Pioneerland are, one, covered wagon races, kind of like a Tomorrowland Speedway, but there are covered wagons with obstacles you have to navigate around, like mud. There is going to be rain, so like you'll get like sprayed with water. There's going to be high winds, there's quicksand, and there's mountain lions, so figure it out. 
Then we have the Word of Wisdom Whirlwind, which is a spinning teacup type ride, but it also has alcohol glasses, coffee cups, tea saucers, and a bottle of pills as your ride vehicles. And in the center is a giant cigarette. Not only that, but everything is in the dark and it has glow paint and black lights all over it to make you even more discombobulated. <laughs> okay, Kaylee, this one's for you. Pioneer or Far is the name of my launch coaster where you are constantly fleeing from angry mobs. So you'll get on the ride, you'll be static, you'll hear the mob coming and then it'll pew, shoot you out. And then you'll go through a part of the ride and then you'll slow down and you'll think, whoo, we made it. And then you'll hear the mobs again and then you get launched again. And it just keeps going like that until you get to the end. I also included a portrait gallery, much like you had in yours. Um, it's an old timey photo studio, studio, but you can have any kind of like old timey photo. So it's not a hundred percent pioneer themed. So it could be saloon girls, pioneers, et cetera, et cetera, mobsters, whatever you want. Another attraction is called Westward Ho. It's a dioramic walkthrough of church history. If you have ever watched Gilmore Girls, I need you to think about the diorama of Stars Hollow from season five, you know, where they walk in and Taylor has recreated the story of Stars Hollow and it like cuts to different scenes from anyways. It's hilarious. If you need a reference, I can send you a link later and you can watch it. But that's basically what I'm envisioning. So it has key points like the first vision, getting the plates, moving to Kirtland, moving to Missouri, moving to Nauvoo, Joseph's martyrdom, fleeing west, building the Salt Lake Tempo, the Mountain Meadows massacre, and other horrifying things. Everything is included. And then, of course, there has to be a stage show. It is Seven Brides for One Brother, an early saints retelling of Seven Brides for Seven Brothers with a twist. Okay, no meet and greets in this land beyond the performers in the stage show um, and the random pioneers going throughout the land because I thought it was a bit, a bit much. Okay, the restaurants in this land are Awake and Arise. It's a restaurant that serves barbecue and Dutch oven recipes. It's really traditional, like pioneer fare. It's set inside of a huge barn, no animals. Um, and it also serves a big hearty breakfast daily. There's a confectionery and bakery called In Our Lovely Deseret. And then there's another walk-up restaurant called This Is The Place. It is shaped like the Salt Lake Temple, but it serves specialty sandwiches and tater tots daily. And um, that is my theme park, which I have called the promised land. Thank you for your time. Oh my gosh, Tracy. <laughs> hey, Matt, remember how you didn't think my park was problematic enough? You get I got it now? you covered. Gotta <laughs> <laughs> figure that Tracy would, uh, she'd cover those bases. She... Besides Outer Darkness, it was a lot less problematic than I thought it would be. Okay. Yeah. Cool. yeah. I was expecting more, Tracy. So take that for how you will. <laughs> So sorry, we just still not you. as bad as the other dudes. That's uh, still not as bad. <laughs> fair, fair, actually very fair. That was great. I'm so glad you at least had one pun in there. Um, a good we there's a haunted house in there. Like I feel like we like hit a few things like we both thought were very necessary in here. Yeah, I definitely felt like there was some overlap when you were saying things. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, that's something that's kind of like what I have, but we're still different enough that it okay. it can work. It vibes. So good. Yes. I mean, if I we think, just like combine that, it was like, 
into yeah, a is, super so park. Is, Talk about heaven, so you guys. This is the blue sky process right now. And now you take the there best of both, both and combine them into the real park and you iterate from there. Remove the duplicates. Merge. Mm-hmm. I will say, though, one thing that I'm coming out of this is that, you know what? For all the things that we got as Mormons, one thing we do have is some good food. It's like very specialized, <laughs> like three dishes. But those three dishes, I like them a lot. Popcorn balls, jello, and bean or potatoes. Bye. Pretty much. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> I don't really how to get food, but <laughs> I mean, we do great Dutch oven food. That's, that's fair. You have to that's admit, true. Like, I oh, I think if Good we point. actually look at it in like, well, not globally, like in the United States, we're varied. But really, if you look at Utah, at least, like we're really good at keeping alive a lot of pioneer food that a lot of the other rest of the country don't because they kind of moved on. <laughs> we're we're like, no, we got to keep this and that's alive. That's something that we're really good at doing is just not moving on. <laughs> Holding on to the iron rod gotcha. and nothing else. I, I do appreciate all the musical um, shows that both of your parks had. Um, I'm very excited for Seven Seven Brides for One Brother. <laughs> yes. um, oh my gosh, yes. When I say that I planned that and I laughed for 15 minutes thinking about every musical number being like transitioned to One Brother. Like one do you, dude. Do you have any sample lyrics that you could uh you could give <laughs> no. us? No, I don't. Tracy. I was just Our next episode, I can come everyone. up with something, yeah. Yeah, do you, have a, do you have a musical player. episode coming up? A musical podcast where you sing everything? I'm not gonna say that we're gonna do that because I think Haley would kill me. <laughs> I mean, all I can think of when I saw that kind of that was like going and you were talking about musicals, I'm like, this would be perfect opportunity to introduce mainstream mormonism to the fact that brigham young the brigham young had a child who was a drag queen the first drag queen in utah like have her perform and be like period clothing you could have done it and like yeah mm -hmm. i didn't want to go like too deep into my outer darkness club plans but there's definitely a madame paterini drag queen in there and there's also at least one queen singing the spooky Mormon hell dream song from Book of Mormon musical. I was, say, I was surprised show. that Book of Mormon wasn't like reflected somewhere. Of all your musicals you, you hit on, no Book of Mormon. I I thought about it. Like I thought about like having like they, where they perform a song or something at least. But I was like, you like it deserves to be its own thing. It deserves to be its own show. So I didn't want to like steal from it. Yeah. It could be playing through the world in which we live. Like it could be the music that's pumped in. I don't know. The only thing I thought like for sure had to be playing in the world in which we live was like the Sons of Provo soundtrack. That's like all yes. I got as far as music. <laughs> yeah, so. Or ever clean. So yeah, thanks. Uh, that was our fun, chaotic time of uh, making theme parks. Thanks for joining us, guys. What are Thank what are you your extra that. thoughts? Do you think there are yeah. things that we should any... change or modify or any questions you have for us? No, those are wonderful. I think, Kaylee, though, you're going to be the one that most Mormons would, if you just, like, put it out there, they would be, like, not even th stopping to think. Be like, shut up and take my money. Tracy's would be more, you would get more of, like, the Exmo, Mo, more this is like the niche, crowd. The, more the niche one, like. Yeah, you only like go the niche like, really more the ones who are just like outside of the Utah Mormon bubble who'd be like, this kind of sounds fun. I, I will say though, the one thing that Tracy's got really going for her to get like, you know, true blue Mormons is MLM 
highway. I right, mean, so just the entryway. <laughs> Mormons love their MLMs, so you know. I mean, I wasn't counting on anyone being interested in my theme park. So, like, this we went exactly are. as I thought. We want it, Tracy. I was like, Kaylee's gonna win. I'm just gonna go for chaos here and call it a day. Good now stuff. I got some ideas I can steal and just like send anonymously to <laughs> Disney. Be like, you know, it would be great at the Animal Kingdom Lodge. A room themed after Russell and the Scouts, just the whole wing. Yes, I would love that. Well, I had so much fun with this. This was utterly chaotic in every way, but I think we did pretty good overall. So yeah, mm-hmm. they, they fit our vibes and there would be so many people who would love these, but we're never going to make them because they shouldn't. No, we should not. It should not exist. <laughs> so don't ask us, you guys. But if you guys you- <laughs> can make your own and share your ideas with us. Yeah. Yeah, so well, we'll have to keep an eye out for, what was it, 2035 to uh, see if there's going to be a theme park in Salt Lake. Yeah. We're all going to go together. Opening day will be first in line to go to oh this reimagined mm-hmm. Mormon I... Disneyland. No, <laughs> because I think, that's also, I think that's going to be an anniversary year for Disney, for one of the Disney parks. Ooh. I don't think we're going to need to worry anyway, about it too much because it's not going to happen. I know. I know it's not going to happen for him, but I'm like, I just was like thinking like, he's probably oh, going to get so excited and think he's going to get all the support and everybody, all is, anybody's going to care about is Disney will he ever, Universal. Will he ever even try, like, is he actually going to try anything? Is there going to be more or is this it? It's again, I got, yeah. we got to check now with everything with Fox News and everything. I wonder how much <sighs> their Mormon viewers like, we need to save the children create a mormon theme park that has all the trauma (laughs) of the scriptures you can't have a park without all that you can't have a mormon park without that so it's part of the vibe you have to feel guilty the entire time you're in the park too (laughs) yeah yeah this is fun i can't wait till 2034 or 2036 (laughs) whenever your park's open so in the year 3000 well, just yeah. uh, make sure to hire me. Just you know, remember me when you need uh, someone to do audiovisual work. <laughs> Sounds, Sounds good. good. If you Thank need you. Thanks for joining us, guys. Oh my gosh, that was hilarious. It was so funny. Like the thing that set me over the edge was your Rami um fun, <laughs> and then the <laughs> the arms like the arms parade <laughs> killed me. And there was the, what was that other thing? Oh, the missionary VIP tour guides. <laughs> and your distinction about them not being actual missionaries, because you were like, this can't be a mission. Everyone would want to go on it. I know. Oh my gosh, that was so funny. That was so absurd. See, like, I told you you were going to go way harder than I was, because I was like, I am really struggling to, like, get everything together. Mm -hmm. And, like, I was on, like, serious brain blocks for, like, the longest. And then, like, I would get struck by, like, this thing of inspiration. And I'd be like, okay, I know what I can do. And then it would just, like, go as soon mm-hmm. as I finished typing something down. So I was really struggling, but it was so much fun. It was a ton of fun. Yeah, no, I definitely had like a blocker. I got like three things and I was like, okay, what the heck am I going to do? Like, none of this makes any sense. This is a mess. And then I had to like great out to Katie and I'm like, okay, like, what do I do here? Like I'm, and she's, she's not an amusement park person at all. Mm-hmm. At all. So I'm like, I, I definitely kind of cheated and like got some help, but I was just like, I can't think of anything. And I know like you'd have some like, funny like absurd ideas and everything so i was <laughs> so she definitely helped me out in a few areas and i was like yes 
Um, she didn't. I'm trying to like remember anything she did in part, said in particular, but I just like started playing with it. And I was like, okay, here's this, here's that. Then like last minute, I ended up like splitting up some of the parks, and I was like, okay, we can do this. But the names are so hard to come up yeah. with. Like you did a ton better there. Like I was just like, I don't, I don't know. It was Mormon land for the longest time. So okay, so I had to call my sister because I was like, I am running out of ideas. Like I think I was at Book of Mormon Land, and I needed, like, two more restaurants. I needed, like, more food or more restaurants or more attractions or something. And same with Pioneer Land. I was just stuck. Like, I came up with Old Testament Land and New Testament Land really quickly, like, r- on day one of my planning. Oh, nice. And then Primary Land came to me in, like, an hour yeah. where I was just like, oh my gosh, I know exactly what I want to do in primary land. And then I was really stuck on like the entrance to the park because I thought like, oh, I'll make it like the spirit world or I'll make it like the celestial kingdom or something. And then I was like, no, MLMs everywhere. And that's when like things started clicking for me more. Uh-huh. But like Book of Mormon and Pioneer Land, I struggled through the entire time. I struggled, struggled. I feel that. But it was so fun. It was a ton of fun. <laughs> All, so much of it just like felt like a little bit sacred. Just like not totally, but like just enough. And I was like. All of it felt sacrilegious. I was going yeah. for <laughs> sacrilegious. I was not going for realism yeah. or like spiritualism mm-hmm. or anything. I wanted yeah. it to be as sacrilegious as possible. And honestly, like I didn't explain this in my New Testament land explanation. But I was really thinking about back in Buena Vista, they used to do a live nativity slash like Bethlehem recreation behind the food lion every year at Christmas time. I'm not kidding. The day after Thanksgiving through Christmas Day, they would have actors from BV, like people would sign up and volunteer in Buena Vista to dress up as like different townspeople in Bethlehem Mm -hmm. and angels and everything. And they had a camel, they had a petting zoo. Like they had, they literally recreated the Bethlehem city and had like a live nativity. It was so funny. And they had Roman soldiers who walked around and they would demand taxes from you. And like, oh my goodness, there were women in town who would pretend to be like villagers, but they were like, did y'all see them angels up on that there hill? I heard Mary, she was with child. Like it was iconic, (laughs) iconic. So that's what I was imagining for my New Testament land, honestly. I cannot believe I did not know about that. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it was great. Amazing. (laughs) We should probably wrap this thing up too do our little outro again this was so much fun i'm so glad that we did this this is so good (laughs) i'm so glad we took time to make this because even though it was ridiculous Mm -hmm. and we spent more time on these ideas than we have on probably any of our previous episodes this was so fun it was worth it it was insane and we loved every minute of it so we hope all of you guys did as well. Um, I don't know if we've driven Matt and Taryn insane, but they seem to enjoy it as well. So thank you guys for joining us. Every time I looked up and I saw Matt and Taryn shaking their heads or like putting their heads down, I knew that we did yeah. something right because that was that's what I was waiting for. Honestly, like when you suggested that we have guests on this just like to judge us, I was like, if we are doing our jobs right, they will be shaking their heads and disappointed and or laughing at us at some point in time and they both did that frequently 
throughout our storytelling. So I feel like we succeeded. I feel like that too. They were they were very nice about it. Um, nicer than they needed to be, I think, personally. Um, also, I forgot to say this. Welcome back to Taryn. Taryn has been on our podcast before. Taryn was on our Pride series last season. We never introduced him appropriately or Matt. Um, Matt was a first time visit. But thanks for coming back, Taryn. We're glad that you were willing to join us again. Mm -hmm. And uh, thanks, Matt, for joining us and being willing to join us (laughs) and deal with the chaos. (laughs) We, We loved it. We love you guys. If you guys think you need to be on our podcast for some reason, just let us know because we can talk about anything. And actually, we have some episodes coming up where we might need people. Yeah, true. So if you want to be a guest panelist, let us know. Shoot us a message. Our DMs are always open. We say this every episode, but truly, they are always open. Holler at us. We are here. Yeah, but we're also leaving at the same time. This is the end of our episode, and we'll be back next week. But we're always on social media. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for joining us, guys. We'll see you all next week. Thank you. Bye. Bye.